It's episode 83, and we've got here breaking less sweat than somebody wearing a castor shirt. Hello, welcome back, Lister. It's episode 83 of They Think It's All Over, the Football Shirt Show. I'm Adrian, Football Shirt Talia. We've got a record-breaking week, so who's joining me? It's Mike at Footy Shirts. And Scott at Flying Scotty. And Adam at This One Kit. Pleasure to have you all. And we've got Tom later as well, so I think this is the first episode we've all been together, maybe? Oh, wow. I, I don't know. I think before Adam was a, a permanent, did he? I think he might have joined us for the goat shirts poll. And I think the five of us were there. But that was sort of like pre-permanent days, wasn't it? So, I mean, if it was a football game, we, we wouldn't count friendlies as appearances, would we? No, <laughs> no, it doesn't count. I, I don't count it. So I mentioned it was a record breaking episode coming up. And that is because... We've got official confirmation from the Guinness Book of Records. Scott has broken the world record for most swear words in a football shirt podcast. That's genuinely, that's genuinely believable as well. Uh, but in all seriousness, we have got a world record breaker on the show later today. We'll keep you an- in anticipation for those who haven't seen the uh, the tile on the podcast. But Tom went out this week and spoke to a world record breaker for us. In the meantime, has anybody been up to anything interesting this week? Nothing shirt related. I got a new tattoo yesterday, which was fucking agony. But apart from that, no, it's been pretty straightforward for me. Well, we did find out this week that Tom doesn't know how to calculate time zones. (laughs) (laughs) We also found out that referees don't understand how to tell each other that there's an offside or not an offside in a game. And so the team that I like end up losing and I have a great weekend. (laughs) To be fair... The referees no, no, there's no fair. There's taken, no to be fair. But the referees took all the attention away from how shit Man United are, which was glorious. Football's great as a Villa fan right now. So I, I, I think well, it's great that I'm sat here as an Aston Villa fan and I am happier than the guy who supports Liverpool and the guy who supports Man United. Fucking good times. I mean, you say that at least my replica kit that I wear when watching Liverpool doesn't stick to me or is just, yeah, not absolutely soaking wet all of the time <laughs> wow Swing some I, I had a good week guys because um I, I saw some nice breasts this weekend he's one in there so, someone has to do it didn't they but it's that time of the season again that's the league um viewers not being dirty before we go to the news i did i have bought one new shirt this week the widely anticipated roma third shirt i waited until subside sports had them because i wanted the the sponsor on them but as we discussed privately, AD, it, it brought another realisation. And I don't know how you guys are feeling, but my my football shirt intake this year is massively low just because I cannot get over the price of new shirts at the moment. I mean, I priced up the Roma shirt with Patch's rear sponsor and name set, and it was fucking 115 quid for stadium shirt. And I really want, as much as I hate to admit it, but Bellingham is doing incredible at Real Madrid, and I quite fancy a Real Madrid shirt, but the long-sleeved Authentic is £140 before you've even touched it with a patch. We've been through the last couple of years with massive increases in prices, especially in the Authentics, and I, I, I don't know if I'm going to continue because it's just, you know, we I know we've spoken about it before, but it, I just don't know where it's going to go because you're looking at 170 quid 
for a brand new shirt when you think about you know old retro shirts 170 quid would get you an absolutely top class classic 90s shirt you guys know what i mean absolutely oddly enough i bought the ac milan 1995-96 fourth shirt off vintage and it came to about 90 pounds and that's an incredibly sought after shirt it's incredibly rare it's in really good condition and if i can pick up a shirt of that kind of prestige for less than just your standard kind of patched up stadium shirt or your player version without patches on it it's it is getting to the point where no one is buying shirts when they come out unless they really really love that team and they're worried that it's going to sell out it is an issue because we've talked at length about our feelings about fake shirts and the issues around them but on the flip side how can you argue against people doing that when they are so expensive i don't agree with it myself but the prices are outrageous at the moment and it's a real issue to be honest i'd say the same thing for me anyone who follows knows i collect Bayern munich shirts you know i don't own any of the Bayern munich shirts really from the last two seasons because they are horrendously expensive the only one that i kind of made an effort to go out and buy was the Olympia Stadion shirt because just because that one was a bit special and I thought if that sells out I'll be I'll be gutted but everything else I'm confident I'll get at a later date but like you say when 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 stadiums are starting to hit 80 90 100 quid with with name sets it's crazy I mean in stark contrast to that if you do buy shirts of a particular club please do look at buying them straight from the club for this the shirt I'm wearing right now, for example, is the current season's Fenerbahce shirt. Now, I picked this one up with a Jaco name set on the back, delivered from Turkey. Cost me, I think off the top of my head, was £57 delivered to the UK. So do have a look at buying direct from clubs, especially if it's from a country where the exchange rate kind of benefits us a little bit. Where is this going to go? You know, you, you look at last year, you had... Uh, authentics were 100 quid some of them were 110 depending on the team and this year they've gone up to 140 quid for some teams you know are, are we going to turn around next year and see 150 160 before anything's added to it find it off we're going to the news okay who's got what in the news this week well, I may as well start because Adam's already touched on it, and that is the Castor or Castor shirts, however you want to say it, uh, and all the hurrah we've had with Sweatgate or Wet Look shirts or whatever you want to call it. First thing I want to do, probably going to surprise everybody, I want to stick up for Castor a little bit here because this isn't something that's unusual that we, we don't see with, with football shirts. I mean, take, for example, Bayern Munich recently when they've been wearing the the stadium versions that are not, you know, the Oktoberfests and so on. It, it's the same with them. Their players haven't come out and complained about those shirts. Okay, they're not wearing them week in, week out, however. So just a quick defence of Castori on the front. However, the whole thing basically is that the shirts are just soaking up too much sweat. Um, there's a lot of rumours and it is just kind of speculation at the moment that Villa are in discussions to end the contract early, which is interesting. Um, I'm amazed that we went with Castor, especially when one of our owners owns 6% of Adidas. Um, so it is amazing that we're not already in that camp. I thought it was an interesting story. Did you guys see all the pictures of, of how bad it actually did look? Yes. Yes. Yes, we did <laughs> see them, Mike. Um, and yeah, it's. I'm, I'm not going to stick up for them, actually, because 
It is atrocious. I, I know you are right in that some of the um, the Bayern Munich Oktoberfest shirts had the same issue, and it does happen from time to time. But I feel like modern shirts are designed to wick away sweat. So they, they will get to the shirts and they'll wick away. And I've never quite seen something that has looked like they've just been drenched. It's incredible that the amount of testing that goes into football shirts, I don't know if it just shows that Castor are growing too quickly because we know that they've had some issues with their quality control. And this is just another thing that they've done wrong. I kind of feel like they might be the new warrior and they might just end up disappearing. I don't know that for sure. I hope not, because I think some of their designs actually aren't bad at all. But we have seen it before where a company has progressed so, so quickly, they just can't handle it. We've already seen Newcastle saying they're moving away from them. If Villa do it as well, it might end up being very similar to Warrior. You heard it first. Adam thinks that Castor will disappear, and deservedly so. <laughs> I think you might be paraphrasing there a little bit. But... <laughs> That's what we're going to go with. That's what we're going to go with. What else has happened this week then, guys? We saw, historically, a bespoke WSL shirt. So Stella McCartney um, have done a collaboration with Arsenal, and it's 100% bespoke for Arsenal so it's the first time ever the women's team will have a different shirt from the men's team and we believe but we will be happily corrected if there's any um, WSL super fans out there that it is the first bespoke women's shirt in the entire WSL and it is actually a really lovely shirt I think it's kind of a psychedelic pattern with uh, it's, it's like a dull grey and then a sharp pink colour. And my favourite bit about the shirt, which will not be a shock to anybody, is that Adidas have managed, with the new template, to put the fucking pattern on the back. And it looks great. Does does that mean you'll be buying one, Scott? Will it fuck? (laughs) Smart though, isn't it? Yeah, and it shows it can be done. Looks great with a pattern all the way around. I think they've they've done a cool job. It's got the Stella McCartney logo. Um, around the Adidas logo, which also looks very smart. I love when the collaborations integrate the two logos. Yeah, so it's a, it's a really good job, actually. Really nice shirt. Hopefully, it'll be the start of it. I, I think it'd be nice and, and good. I, I think it should happen that there are more bespoke kits for the women's teams. They don't have to have the same as the men. They've and Adidas and Nike particularly have started doing it a lot more internationally now. So fingers crossed we'll see a bit more of it. I mean, it does mean if you do follow a club, both the men and the women's team, your shirts are good each year are going to go up the the amount you want to buy again. But even so, I, I think it's a good thing. But uh, that's not the most exciting new shirt release this week, is it? And I'm not even talking about that glorious Roma third shirt. We saw something else, didn't we, Adam? We did. So there's been a lot of new releases. The aforementioned Arsenal women's team shirt and also the frankly glorious Roma third. But there's one kit that has been more divisive than anything else, and that is... Albion Rovers FC. So Albion Rovers FC play in the Gwent County League First Division, the fifth tier of Welsh football. And their new shirt, their new away shirt, is sponsored by Subway, everyone's favourite sandwich makers. But not only that, the shirt is covered in the yellow and green arrows of the Subway logo, head to toe all over it. So it's an incredibly divisive shirt. Personally, I'm not a fan. 
it right reminds me a little bit of i don't know if you remember the i forget the team but i think friend of the pod uh ollie uh kitted out pod has one of them it's the heck shirts that have the sausages on them it's a little bit like that in some ways but some people like it and if you do like it you can buy it online or you can enter our giveaway so to enter our giveaway very kindly tour sports the makers of the kit have given us one to give away and all you need to do is follow us on twitter at they think kits follow tour sports at team tour sports then find the giveaway tweet um it is from today which is sunday the 1st of october so go back through the this one kit twitter feed find that tweet like that tweet retweet that tweet follow us follow team tour sports and then you might get a shirt which some people like and some people don't i'm not we, we can't make adam say all that again but he did say to go through the at this one hit tweets don't do that yeah go to they think it's over and look for their tweets instead but what basically <laughs> basically i just want some self-promotion and it's about time i was on this pod and just this one kit this one kit this one kit at this one kit. <laughs> right let's stop him before he goes on that's not even the worst self-promotion in the football shirt community i've ever seen adam <laughs> i can do that again if you want me to <laughs> Now we the worst thing is picture Adam. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna do a Scott here, but I'm fucking reading it. And it says they <laughs> think kits. So why I said I I don't know. I'm just that arrogant that I'm just saying my own name. I'm fucking selfish. Read. Terrible librarian. I can't even read proper. But the shirt it is bad for all the right reasons, isn't it? If you know what I mean. Like you've got your sort of like Puma Thirds, which are just genuinely shit football shirts, but yeah, this kit's bad. It's, it's not going to go down as one of the greatest kits of all time, but it is bad for the right reasons. It makes you have a look at it. It may, it, you know, the, the club themselves, there's no way that club have ever had this much attention before. So it's done exactly what it was supposed to do. And whilst it's not necessarily one that I'd have in my collection, Scott might. I know he loves a novelty shirt, but hey, yeah, each their own. <laughs> and if you haven't seen the launch photo shoot as well, seeing a Welsh fifth division side style out their kit inside a subway is uh, it's a sight to behold. So go and check that out as well. Final piece of news this week, Mike, is to do with Kitmag, isn't it? It is. So just let everybody know, Kitmag are basically putting together a Bocker special, which is quite exciting. But the best part about it for anybody listening is that they are still looking for, for contributors to that as well. So if you're a Bocker shirt collector, if you're a Bocker fan, if you've if you've been there on a, 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 a sort of like a pilgrimage over, over to the stadium to watch a game and you want to write an article for them, get in touch because I know that they still want a few more bits for the mag. So that's something to A, be excited about because I think it's going to be a good one and B, if you want to write, get in touch. Brilliant stuff. Should we move on to this feature now? I think we should. Very excited about this. We sent Tom out to speak to a real world record breaker, a man who's capped 137 times for his country, an international career that spanned 26 years and four different decades, the longest international career in men's football ever. Here's when Tom spoke to Ilda Fons Lima. So I'm speaking to a very, very special guest today on They Think It's All Over. 
I'm speaking to a professional footballer, a former international footballer, a former captain of his country, a player that has played in Mexico, Greece, Spain, Italy and of course his beloved Andorra. He's an active member of the shirt collecting scene and he's just completed an international career that spanned over 26 years and thus ending the longest career in men's international football history. I am talking to Ildefons Lima, the record breaker. Hello Ildefons, how are you? So glad you could join us. Hello, I am, fi- I am fine, thank you. How are you feeling? C- congratulations on an enormous achievement the longest national team career in history. How does it feel to have that record? I'm so proud because, you know, uh, during the, these days, uh, a lot of people is, is congratulation, congratulation me. And and I'm, I'm now thinking that I made something, something amazing because it's not easy to play 26 years football. Uh, you can imagine uh, how difficult it is to play 26 years for a national team. And that's why I'm, I'm so proud of what, what I did. And I'm so proud that a lot of people is talking about Andorra. Yeah, it's an enormous achievement. And no wonder you feel so proud. I mean, how does it feel just day to day? Like, are you missing it? Are you missing looking down to national team fixtures and wishing you could still be involved? Hey, it's obviously that the uh, football will miss for me. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm almost 44. And when you are 44, you need to, to rest a little bit because you, you are tired. I'm physically tired and mentally tired too. And obviously, I'm I'm going to continue enjoying football, but uh, in in another way. So, so what are your plans next? Then you say you're going to continue football. Is it that through coaching? Well, maybe. Last year, I I take the UEFA A license to be a coach, and maybe in the future I work for for do the the pro level. But at the moment, I want I want to rest for a bit because you know I'm 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 old. I'm 44, <laughs> and I need to spend more time with the family and, and do other things. And maybe in a next future, I'm gonna be doing something. Uh, maybe coach. I don't know, but uh, I would like to do something that is a relation with with football. So we could see you on the touchline for Andorra national team in some point in the future. Yeah, who knows? It's it's not my it's not my dream. I, I really enjoy playing football. To be a coach is something different. But uh, I have some experiences that I would like to to explain to your own players and and that in the future they have these facilities. You know, when when they uh, they find my my situations uh, in a pitch, they they can say, oh, he'll explain me one time how how to do how to react. Uh, how to be I don't know uh, the the situations that that they will live on a pitch I would like to to explain how how they have to do to to do it to do it for for the best way of course of course and plenty of experience you've got to relay back to players as well but going back to that achievement and the longest national team career have you had any famous faces in the game congratulate you and reach out? Yeah, obviously the the most uh, famous was Infantino that uh, made me uh, Instagram congratulation because of my career. But uh, some other Spanish play- players like Joan Capdevila that won the World Cup uh, last weekend. That uh, uh, here in Andorra we have a club, Football Club Andorra, that the president is Gerard Piquet. And I went to the stadium, and and he he congratulates me. Uh, Carles Puyol congratulates me too. 
Uh, a lot of people around football is congratulations because uh, they know that to play for a long, for this long period of time with a national team, it's it's really hard. Great names in there, and and just talking about your career. I mean, some of the players that you've played against, some of the the matches you've been involved in, it, it really is incredible. Do you have any highlights and favorite memories from your career? Uh, you know, when you play football, uh, you play to win games. Obviously, when you are Andorra, you know that uh, to win a game is very difficult. But uh, in ninety in twenty seventeen, I think we won against Hungary. And since now it's the the most important victory for for our national team, and obviously it was an amazing uh, in a main it was an amazing night, and I have uh, amazing memories of the day because we worked hard to to have a possibility to win, and when when we won that game against Hungary it was was amazing and was unbelievable. Alex Miguel Iri, Redes, Vissa Feyali, is goal. In terms of those players that you have played against, can you pick out a toughest opponent? Who was the the best player you played against and you think, wow, how are we going to stop him? Uh, I was lucky because uh, I play against uh, Brazilian Ronaldo, the the Portuguese Ronaldo, uh, Van Persie, uh, Shevchenko, Mbappé. But uh, in 1998, we played a game, a friendly game against Brazil. And in that uh, team was uh, Ronaldo Nazario. You know, I, I was 18. I was playing against Brazil. He was next to me. And as the first love of your life, I remember that day. And I remember the, the Brazil, Brazilian Ronaldo as, as the most important opponent that I have played. Obviously, now it's something normal to play against big names. But in 1998, for me, was the first one. And, you know, in that period, uh, Ronaldo was the number one. Of course, a, a phenomenal player by name and by nature. I mean, what what's that like then? How, how did you stop him? What was he like to play against? I never stopped anyone, but I tried. <laughs> I, I ran through the players. I, I have a lot of uh, photos running next to the players, but then a photo with the ball in my feet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and and I try to do my best, but it's very difficult to stop that that kind of players. Obviously, I was next to Ronaldo. There's a there is a video on on internet that I try I make a tackle to take the ball, but I don't take the ball. I take Ronaldo, but it's like a wall, and I cannot do anything. But okay, I I say that in that game, Ronaldo he he didn't score, and that was an an amazing amazing new for us. Exactly, you, you did your job, and I tell you, even if it's just a photo next to him, that's closer than most people will ever get. So, don't, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be modest <laughs> about it. <laughs> but uh, you know, alongside that playing career, this podcast obviously we like to focus on the football shirts, and you're a well-known face on Twitter and on Instagram with with all of your shirts that you've collected. You've collected some absolutely incredible shirts through your through your career. Was there anyone in particular when you played against them you really set out to get their shirt at the end of the game? Uh, I would like to have one Messi match world shirt, but I didn't play against uh, Argentina. But you know, I have uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. I have two match worn against. We played two games. Uh, we played three games against Portugal. But uh, I take two times uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, another one I take Pepe because I I like uh, that player and he was a uh, uh, he was amazing with us. 
because uh, you know, everybody knows Pepe as a crazy guy, but uh, with us was was very very respectful and um, very kind. And you know, uh, now during my last year that I became more more specific with the shirts, obviously we play against uh, France. I take uh, Mbappé, but uh, sometimes I take more than one one shirt per game. You know. And I have amazing shirts. I have uh, one of the 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 shirts that I have best memories was when in 1988 when France won the World Cup, the first game after the after the the victory of the World Cup was against us in France in Paris with the, in Saint Denis with the stadium was full, and they the shirt of of France was the first time that was the the star on the on the chest of the shirt. And wow. you know this 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 shirt is historic and is the classic Adidas uh, French shirt, and I have uh, very good memories. There are another shirt like I have one when you was Lavia, that Bruno Conti, the the Italian uh, the Italian player, he, he won the World Cup in 1982 in Spain. Uh, I played with one of of his sons in in Switzerland, and and one day I I went to Roma and say, oh Ile, I have one shirt for you. And he he gave me one Yugoslavia won in 1981 in a game in Belgrado, and wow. you say, "Oh, uh, Yugoslavia never will exist again." And that is an amazing yeah. shit because of the history of of of, of all. I like, it. I I have I have a special love for for the shield because it's it our shirts, but it's it's our history. You know, I have all mm-hmm. the shirts of our national team Andorra since the first game. Until the last one, and sometimes when when you have memories of some of a game or or an opponent, you f- can find the shirt of that game and it's our history. And obviously, you can explain the history with the shirts. And this is the thing that I I love for for most. I, I absolutely love that. I think it's why we all collect, isn't it? Shirts often remind us of particular moments, particular memories, but your collection is just another level. They're real history pieces. I, 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 I'm, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. <laughs> no, well, I mean, again, well, very well earned, but they're fantastic. And if you do ever open a museum, I'm going to be first in line. That's, that's what I want to know. I would like to open one because uh, I have uh, 1,300 shirts and I can have all the shirts in my, at home. I have just at home, I have about seven, 800. But uh, the other shares I have in in another home because it's it, the space that I have is not enough for for all that shares. So over thirteen hundred shares, you said there. If your house was on fire, touch wood, that never happens, and you had to run I, in and save one. I, I have an asseguration for that because uh, maybe maybe one day it can happen. At the least, I can buy another thing. But uh, it could be <laughs> it could be a drama for me. Yeah. But if you had to go and save one shirt, which shirt would you say? Which would be the one you'd go to? It's a very difficult question. Uh, maybe if you think about money, you take one Cristiano Ronaldo much more. But if you think about feelings, uh, I would like to take uh, when we won against Hungary because it was uh, my best memory with the national team or one of the first uh, ever shirts of the national team. You know, the first game, I have the Andorra first game national team. And I think it's an amazing shirt because uh, it was uh, another period. Now you can find a lot of shirts of of the national teams, but in 1996, it was not easy to to find one shirt. It was uh, just uh, 20 shirts 
and I have one of that. And uh, mm-hmm. because of our history, it will be important. But I, I, I think that if, if my house was on fire, I, I would take more than one shirt. <laughs> take all of them. Try as, as, uh, yeah. as many on as you can and run. <laughs> I will try. I will try. So I want to ask, because this is something most people won't know, what's it like as a professional footballer when you're into shirts and you like to collect them? How does that work if you approach Ronaldo or another player? Do you approach them at half time at the end of the game? And is it is, is it something that's done a lot? But it's it's different each moment. You know, as uh, I told you, I have one Cristiano and at the beginning of the game, that when when both teams are going to go to the pitch, I say, oh, Cristiano, I want to your shirt because I'm a collector and, I, and I, we change some words and I change it in, in the halftime. Sometimes I try to change at the halftime, you know? Yeah. Because at the end of the game, you do some things or you have to do interviews. Um, but sometimes I, I, I do both at the end of the first half and at the end of the second half. The, sometimes can happen. But, you know, sometimes during the game, uh, I remember one day playing against Juve, Juve in Italy. that uh, We play at home and I take two shirts. I take Camoranesi and Nedbet, both in the wow. first and second half. And we went to Torino to play, and I say, oh, okay, uh, if I take a shirt, it, it should be Del Piero. Mm. And um, I asked during the game to Ale, I say, Ale, if, if like if he was my friend, Ale, I want your shirt. And he uh, he told me, oh, your your teammate asking me for the shirt. I have no more shirt. <laughs> okay. And at the end of the game. Uh, we lose and Torino because you know uh, Juventus in, in Serie B was uh, another level and I I go to to congratulate uh, Del Piero and I say uh, he didn't score because I'm I'm strong and Del Piero didn't <laughs> score and I say Ale uh, do you know why you don't score today and he say why because you don't change the, the shirt with me <laughs> and, and he started lo- lo- laughing, you know. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay, bye. And I go to the dressing room, and two minutes later, the Juventus kid man comes to our dressing room. Oh, where is Lima? I'm here. Uh, I'll give this to you. And he brings me one of the of the sheets, and I said, "It's a it's a great it's a great detail because he he don't need to do that, but he do it." Uh, I I could explain a lot of different histories. Sometimes, you know, when we play against Brazil, I go to the dressing room at the end of the game because they don't want to change the shirt with us because they say, oh, this this shirt of Andorra is playing with us. Who are they? And I went to the dressing room and I was uh, lucky to take one shirt. But, you know, I I enter to the dressing room because sometimes I go inside the dressing rooms as a, as, as the boss. And sometimes I, I cannot enter because now in this period they have a lot of safety and a lot of things. But uh, years ago, I go inside the, the dressing room and I see a lot of shirts there. And no, 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 we don't want to change. Go away. Oh, shit. 
But oh, you know, in this period, uh, getting older and playing more more years for the national team, I have no problem. I just ask to the players, and they are very kind with us, and we change the shirt without problems. So, whose shirt did you get from Brazil? I get from Sampaio. Cesar Sampaio was a midfield, but in this game, just uh, Sampaio, Cafu, and Leonardo. We swapped the shirts. The other were players. I remember yeah. my brother that wanted a Ronaldo shirt and he touched like this to Ronaldo and he looked like, oh, what are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm Ronaldo. You are touching me. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was a, 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 in, the, in the video of the game at the end, you can say my brother touching Ronaldo and he looking like, oh, yeah, I'm Ronaldo. You are touching me. What the hell wow. are you doing? This what these things happens at, at the beginning because you know nobody knows about Andorra, but now the players have no problem. Uh, they swap the shirt, they die very kind with us, and um, in this period, uh, you never have a problem to, to swap a shirt. Yeah, I mean, again, part of that is because of your efforts in your career. I mean, you've put Andorra more on the map, and, and that is a huge achievement that, that you've done yourself. Um, for sure. One of, one of the other things I wanted to ask you as a, as a player, we, we, again, fans football shirt collectors we love talking about the brands you know nike adidas joma jacko whatever it may be as a player is there a brand that you really like to wear you really like their shirts you know uh now during this period there are a lot of modern brands and they try to do special special thing but i i'm more vintage and i as i told you i love france 1988 this kind of shirt are you know, you, you see the shirt and you say, oh, it's an Adidas shirt. Now you sometimes say, oh, what the hell is that? Because you don't <laughs> know anything about the, the shirt. And some during some periods, we play with the important brands, small teams, national teams. We play with Adidas. But uh, we went to the pitches to play against other national teams like Liechtenstein. And we, we wore the same shirt. And mm. this, I don't like. I, I, I prefer to do something special. But obviously, I, I, I love the, the old ones. I, as I told you, I have one Yugoslavia. And when you see that, it's, it's Adidas too. And you see that Yugoslavia, you say, oh, uh, this, is a, this, is, this is the history of the football, you know? Yeah. And now it's, it's, it's another level because each team have three, four sheets per, per season. Uh, one red, one other yellow, another multicolor but uh, the the old ones I think that were more special because uh, now you can find all what you want but some years ago it was very difficult and and I, I like more these uh, classic shirts of can be other brands you know but uh, these ones are, are something that for collectors like me I, I love that kind of shirt yeah, I think you're right. This is why the, the, the 80s, 90s shirts are so popular because they're, they're just so unique and more specific yeah. to their clubs. Than the, the unique, u- unique is the word. Yeah. Um. So now your career has come to an end. And like you said, you're going to plan to spend some time with family, possibly look into some coaching. Are you still going to be collecting the football shirts? Yeah, obviously. I told to, the, to my teammates the last game, oh, I'm, I'm going to continue asking you for shirts because... Uh, they know that I'm crazy about the shirt because sometimes when I don't, it was a period that I was not called up for the national team because uh, we have some problems with the federation and the players give me the shirts of the game because uh, they know that I'm crazy. They have, they know that I have the history 
Um, some players they 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 don't care about the shirts and say, oh, I ask, oh, take me the shirt, okay, no problem. They bring me the shirts. Obviously, I would like to to continue keeping these shirts because, uh, as as I told you, it's our history. And uh, mm. now it's easy to take the shirt, but maybe in twenty years you see, okay, it was very oh, look that shirt worn in 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 twenty twenty three. And you know it's our history, and I will try to keep it all all the shit that that I can. Obviously, it was very easy when I was uh, in the team, but I will try to to continue keeping. I love that you're you're a proper proper collector. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Collectors, are, we have a problem for sure. <laughs> when you collect something, you have a problem. I don't know what problem. Maybe a, a psychologist can can tell me what's the problem. But I'm sure because uh, you know I started to collect uh, sheets, but uh, in the last games I take everything. I take pennants, uh, <laughs> Captain Armands. I, I take the balls. I I, I take everything. I love my, it. I absolutely love my it. My house is is like a is like a football museum because uh, there is everything in everywhere. <laughs> So honestly, Ildefons, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. It's been great getting some of these insights. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to finish by asking you the question we ask every one of our guests. Okay. And that question is, you have a dream combination. You can pick any shirt from any era and combine it with any player from any era. What would be your fantasy combination to see? Yeah, my fantasy would be a, a Maradona shirt, you know, because uh, I have a friend that have one, as I told you about Bruno Conti, and mm-hmm. I touch one Maradona shirt of that period. I think it was uh, Adidas, right? But uh, you know, uh, this has I I told you I love the history, and this has a lot of football history. Because uh, th- that combination Adidas, uh, Maradona, Legend, Argentina, uh, it's it's an amazing mix, you know. And yeah. that would be uh, the dream. If if I have a lot of money, I would like to to, to try to <laughs> to buy one of these. Well, we because can definitely you, look out for you. Yeah, but the, I have no money for for buy <laughs> one of these. I have to to steal a bank. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go, listeners. The man that stopped Del Piero and Ronaldo from scoring. It's not every day we'll get a guest like that on this podcast. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> was lucky that day. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, you're too modest, too modest. Ildefons, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure and good luck with everything that you go, do going forward. Thank you. It was a pleasure for me talking about shirts. I love to talk and show my shirts and it was an amazing time with you. some amazing stories there that you can only get from international footballers um not our first on this podcast may i add which is they're starting to rack up now but one of my favorite things about uh ildefonse is the fact that he is a shirt collector as well so obviously all those stories about swapping shirts and everything we we've seen a lot of that which is something a lot of the the ex-players don't really do online but i i love how proud he is of his of his collection it's it's amazing i'm sure you guys have seen him sharing it all online as well yeah he's got a great twitter account and it and all his shirts, it's like every shirt collector's dream because he's got all the cool shirts, but they were actually worn by the players on the back. So it's a very very cool collection. Yeah, great Twitter follow, great footballer in the sense of like having played so many games for so many teams. I'm just uh, having a quick look at his Wikipedia. He played 488 times in club football. 
And they managed to fit around that 137 games for Andorra. Absolutely re- remarkable. Some decent kits as well. I think Andorra actually had some quite nice kits. They're part of the um, the thing that Macron used to do it and Araya now do it, where uh, some of the smaller nations get made bespoke shirts. And the current Andorra shirt's really, really smart. Who fancies a little Ildefons inspired quiz? Of course we do. Have I just given some of the questions away? <laughs> Absolutely not. It's the most tedious Good. link ever. They're uh, Ildefoni event inspired quiz. I think it's probably a bit a better way to put it. Format for this quiz, gentlemen. There's going to be five rounds, all inspired by an event in Ildefon's career. And there's three questions in each round. Categories are Premier League, World Football, and Current Affairs. I'm going to give you all the option of which question you answer. Obviously, when somebody's answered that question, that category's gone. So if you're third up, you're going to get given that category for that that round. Makes sense so far? Yep. Yes. Okay, so let's go Mike, Scott, Adam. Mike, round one, do you want a Premier League question, a world football question, or a current affairs question? I'm going to go with what I think I'm going to be most comfortable with to start, and I'm going to say Premier League. Okay, well, round one is inspired by Ildefon making his debut for Andorra on the 22nd of June, 1997. So the Premier League question is, Liverpool signed which international midfielder from Inter Milan for £4.2 million in June 1997? Paul Ince. Paul Ince, well done, Mike. Hoping to get that wrong to take the pressure off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Scott, you have got Inspired by Ildefon's debut in June 1997, you've got the choice of world football or current affairs. I'm going to have to go world football because I was 10 in 1997, so I'm not sure how my current affairs will be in that year. (laughs) Who was the current Ballon d'Or winner in 1997? Bear in mind it's awarded in December, so who won the award in December 1996? Was it Ravinelli? It was not Ravinelli. It was Matthias Sammer. Matthias Sammer. Matthias? Say Matthias. It was Sammer. German legend. He is just known by his surname, just to make things less yeah. confusing. I went, I went Juventus because they won the Champions League that year. Yeah, there we go. Adam, that means in this round it leaves you with current affairs. How old were you in nineteen ninety seven, Adam? Got no idea. I was old. <laughs> um, I was born in eighty two, so I'd have been about fifteen or so. Oh, you got you got a chance here. So, who was the UK Prime Minister in June nineteen ninety seven? Oh, God, was it still Tony Blair? It was just Tony Blair, I think. I think he'd been in for about a year. So, well done, Adam. I just thought I'd set the scene in terms of how long ago it was <laughs> that Ildefoni made his uh, made his debut there. Right, round two. We're going to let Scott have first choice this time. Round two is inspired by Ildefon because in January 2002, he signed for Patua in Mexico. So the questions are inspired by that. What, what do you want to go for, Scott? Premier League, World Football or Current Affairs? I'll take Premier League, please. Premier League. In the 2002-2003 Premier League season, who was the top goal scorer with 25 goals? Henri. Henri was second. It was Rude Van Sorry, I thought you got that. <laughs> I suspected he's a plastic Man United fan, everyone. Yeah, they won the league that year. I thought it was Henri. There we go. Adam, that leaves you with two choices. This time you've got current affairs again or world football. I'm going to go current affairs again. You think you've got your niche, do you? Okay. Um, but also, if it's really obscure, then 
I can be like, oh, how am I meant to know that? Whereas if it's a football one and I embarrass myself like Scott just did, I don't think I could live it down. So, um, yeah, current affairs. Well, if anybody was going to get this right, it would be you that I'd pick to get this question right. So I'll just crank the pressure up a little bit for you, Adam. In January 2002, which artist topped the UK album chart with just enough education to perform? That would be the Stereophonics. It was the Stereophonics. Mike, that course leaves you with world football. Confident? Nope. I think you might do all right here. So PSG in 2002-2003 season, who was their shirt sponsor? It's annoying because there's one of two that I would go for that I kind of must have switched over close to that era. But I'm going to say Thompson. It was Thompson, Mike. Good. Well done. This is a shit quiz. (laughs) It's a great quiz. This is a good quiz. (laughs) All right. Il Defoni was obviously still playing for Andorra in June 2009. In fact, he scored against Belarus in a World Cup qualifying game. So round three is inspired by Ildefoni scoring against Belarus in the World Cup qualifying round. Adam, your choice to go first. Which category would you like? I'm not going to change a winning formula. I'm going to go current affairs again. Adam, which movie starring Bradley Cooper was top of the billboard in June 2009? I'm going to go world football. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, I don't know. Um, what films has he been in? Um, I don't know. I've got no idea. I don't really know much about Bradley Cooper. I, I, I don't know. I think I, I know what it would have been. It, 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 I don't know if it's a sequel, but I'd say it was The Hangover. It was The Hangover. Unfortunately, the hangover two. Point. No, it was one. It was one. Mm. But uh... never, never seen it. Never wanted to see it. <laughs> Boo. Mike. Second choice for you. Do you want Premier League or World Football? I'm going to go World Football. World Football. Who had just been crowned champions of Ligue 1 in France, spearheaded by Cabanagi and Shamak? And what year did you say? Sorry, 2009. Yeah, it's 2009. So who was the current, who had just been newly crowned Ligue 1 winners? Well... I'm not entirely sure. I know it's not any of the obvious ones because uh, I'm going to say Montpellier. It was Scott, do you know? No, Leon. The year before, it was Bordeaux. Bordeaux. Scott, that leaves you Premier League, your specialist subject. Who were Everton's shirt sponsor for the 2009-10 season? 2009 I don't think I could name any Everton sponsors. What was the, was it the the drink company with the elephants on it? I can't remember the name of it, though. Are we going to let him have that? No, he, fuck him. He's got to say what it is. He can't just say the, the drink with the elephants on. That's bullshit. Come on, Scott. But that's what it, that's what it is, though, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not what they're called. You can't, wherever you buy this drink from, you can't walk into that place and go, can I have a drink, you know, the one with the elephants on it? I fucking bet you could. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Okay, that's a bad example. Adam, will we let him, will we let him have that or not? <laughs> no. No, sorry, it's Chang. Chang was the uh, Chang. So we were looking for. So heading into the fourth and penultimate round, we've got Mike and Adam tied on two, and Scott uh, very much mirroring Manchester United's form <laughs> uh, with, with, uh, with no points at the moment. It was a VAR decision right there. I had the fucking right sponsor. 
ball didn't cross the line they scott so it, round four is inspired by on the 9th of september 2014 the scored again this time against wales in the euro 2016 qualifying mike back to you do you want premier league world football or current affairs well seeing as i haven't had a go at it yet i'm gonna say world affairs to ruin adam's little formula Okay. World affairs, current affairs, whatever. Current affairs. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ildi was scoring against Wales. What was the average price of a pint of lager in the UK back in 2014? <laughs> I will let you in within three seconds. I know they're going to give you a margin of margin of error. So we'll give you within thirty pence. Okay. Well, just for anybody who doesn't know. I went teetotal <laughs> in August of 2009. <laughs> so the last time I actually bought a pint was 2009. Um, so the average average cost of a pint, do you say I can get it within 30p? Within 30p. Well, um, this is going to be so bad because I genuinely don't know. I'm going to say £3.60. It was £3.37, Mike. I'll get the fuck in. Glad half my family are alcoholics. No, they're not. I'm just joking. Mike's the tightest bastard on this podcast. He's not bought <laughs> anybody a drink since 2009, was it? Probably true. Scott, I thought that was your mantle, but moving on to you as our token Scotsman. Uh, Scott, would you like to go for World Football or Premier League? I am going to go World Football. You're going to get this because uh, World Football is all around. That international week where LD scored against Wales, England were playing Norway. And they beat them 1-0 at Wembley. Who scored England's winning goal in September 2014 against Norway? We know you were watching. Wayne Rooney. It was Wayne Rooney. I knew you were watching. Well done. (laughs) First point of the night. Adam, that leaves you with the Premier League. And again, I think you're going to get this. So in September 2014, Southampton signed which player for £10 million from RB Salzburg? Would that be Sadio Mane? It would be. Well done, Adam. So as we move into the final round, it's a head-to-head between Mike and Adam. And this is inspired by August 2017, when Ildefon became the record cap holder for Andorra, appearing against Qatar. So we're looking at August 2017. Scott, which category do you want to go for? I'm going to take away all advantages for the other two and take current affairs. And then they have to have a football quiz quiz off for the win who won the formula one championship in 2017 it was either vettel or hamilton i'm gonna go sebastian vettel it was the other one it was lewis hamilton and mercedes you uh, cemented your place at the back of the grid for this quiz adam you've yeah. got the choice of premier league or world football i'll go for world football who was the newly appointed barcelona manager after leaving Athletic Club Bilbao. This is August 2017. Who was the newly appointed Barcelona manager? Oh, God. Um, I'm trying to think who managed where. Or if they did. It's not Valverde, is it? Valverde. It is Valverde. Valverde. Adam, the pressure is on. The pressure is on. Mike, is Adam the winner or are you going to take us to sudden death? Who was the current Manchester United manager in August 2017? Fuck, you know, they've had so many. It's hard to keep track, isn't it, if you're not a United fan? 2017. How long has it been? August 2017. I, I genuinely, I'm, I'm not entirely fucking sure on this. Um, 
Um, Solskjaer. Scott, do you know, surely? It was Big Jose. Even he- it was Big Jose, Jose Mourinho. There we go. Adam, congratulations. You won our first ever Ildefonis Lima quiz. Well done, winner. Well done, Baldy. Can I just say as well, you didn't actually ask me about the uh, Bordeaux question and I knew that and I was just like, he's going to ask me in a, se- in a second and then you went, it was Bordeaux. You asked Scott. Sorry. No, <laughs> no, but, um, show off. Congratulations to Adam at this one kit. That's Adam at this one kit for winning our quiz. So as, as a reward for winning our quiz, you get to do all of our graphics from now on on all of our socials. So well done, Adam. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. That, that's, that's a really nice award. I'm very excited. Thank you. Well, that's not all the excitement we've got, is it, Mike? What else have we got coming up in the month of October? Yeah, we've got loads. We've got loads. So we've got a special uh, about the Ghana national team, which, which is very, very exciting. We have the Wrexham special still to do. And there's one more, which was Acid FC, who are the designers of the Walthamstow, Leeds, and I believe Red Star shirts, which is uh, also quite exciting. So loads. Yeah, and it's actually been a record-breaking month for the pod as well. We've registered over 2 million interactions this month, which is not only fantastic for us, but for you listeners as well. Because the more you interact, the more you get involved, the, the more the account grows then the more chance we have of getting these big guests on to keep you guys entertained weekly. So thank you very much and keep up. Yeah, we really, really do appreciate all the feedback we get. So um, all those likes, all those retweets, especially on the episodes, really do mean an awful lot to us. So thank you to everyone who does that. And also another thing just to keep it, keep an eye out for, we mentioned it on last week's episode, that's going to be the giveaway that we've got up and coming for the Tyrrell shirt. So that is actually now on its way from directly from the club over to me and i've been had it confirmed from the guy who's sending it who is the press officer for for tyrol he has said it's actually a match issued shirt for the club captain and it is so rare that they didn't even have any more to sell to me and tom because we wanted one so yeah it legitimately will be the rarest shirt we've ever given away on this podcast and it's it's a brilliant shirt so yeah just just keep an eye out for that because you really don't want to miss it what a week, guys. What a week. I think I think that's uh, it's time for us to say goodbye, isn't it? I mean, I think the loser of the quiz should pay forfeit I think and have fair. to say the, the ending. I think that's only fair. He, he'll well, just I disappear think, in a I minute. Think, well, yeah, I think that sounds like a great idea and those rules should always be put forward before the quiz starts. But yeah, yeah. Good, good idea though, Adam. It's no fun that way, though. Scott, it is interesting that the only question you got right was um, was who scored a goal for England. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Scott, so is that is that an acceptance that if we do another quiz then and you do finish last, it will be you as a sign-off? <laughs> no, because I know exactly how that quiz will go. <laughs> and I won't know it. And everyone will be scripted to know Are the you accusing us of shenanigans, Scott? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, guys. Well, it's been fun. Until next week, they think it's all over. It is now.